God and the sweet communion of the Spirit of God this morning. Just be with you today, rest and abide in your life today, throughout the day, and going forward. Amen. But we just love you all. I want you to know that this morning. Thank God for you thinking and not rocking and join us this morning. So we want to send out a welcome this morning to all of you this morning. We consider you our prayer partners, our extended family. Amen. We thank the Lord this morning uh, for this assembly this morning. Prayer warriors, intercessors who understand the urgency of the hour that we pray as God's people. Amen. As we humbly turn away from our wicked ways as the word of God says in the second book of, of our Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, he would hear from heaven and he would hear us and answer us. Amen. As the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 says that we call to him and he would forgive our sins and fill our land and we're still holding fast this morning as God's people with that hope that even now sins are being forgiven and healing is taking place in the land and God is yet pouring out his spirit as he said he would in the last days on our sons and daughters and prophets. they are prophesying they're beginning to share the good news they're beginning to witness effectively out there and many lost souls are being saved many backsliders are coming back to the marriage covenant and many prodigal sons and daughters are taking a pause break and getting their thoughts together and returning back to the father's love and we have immature Christians this morning that are still designed to send still make for the word that they may grow thereby. Amen. And we thank God for the mature Christians that are this morning are listening and learning this morning and moving away from the beggarly elements, the weight that so easily set them. And they're beginning to press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, forgetting those things that are behind them. Because if you look back, Amen. And put your hands to the plow. Everybody know we become unfit for the kingdom of God according to the book of Luke chapter 9 verse 62. So we're on a mission this morning and we're pressing toward the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So we'd like to welcome all of you this morning. We want you to feel welcome this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made that we've come together to rejoice and to be glad in it. We pray this morning that the Holy Ghost will guide us through this hour this morning. Amen. And we'll all be enlightened. We'll all be enriched, amen, with the things of God this morning, uh, receiving wisdom and knowledge, the word of wisdom and knowledge, and understanding this morning that we may be able to apply to our lives as we go forward. Our desire this morning is that we hear the word of the Lord, because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word, that there come a springing forth of revelation this morning that will be able to help you, amen, help all of us to be able this morning to walk by faith, live by faith, and not by sight, looking beyond us present suffering of this age and seeing the coming glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We declare that over your life this morning. Victory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So let's pray this morning. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth, Lord, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts. Lord, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord, it all be long to you. Amen and amen. So we give God praise, we give him glory, we give him honor this morning for all of you. Amen. All of our listeners out there, man, on our 45 different uh, podcast platforms out there, and all of our uh, partners around the world this morning that are joining us, some for the first time, those of you that are on CastBox Live this morning and Podbean and whatever other uh, social media, amen, uh, uh, product that you are joining us this morning. We thank God for you, and we welcome you, amen. We consider you valuable to this work, amen, to help us spread the message of the good news of the gospel, amen. It's not our word, it's his word, but we love the word of the Lord this morning, so let it speak to you this morning, amen. Let the Holy Ghost ignite you this morning with fire and desire to hear the gospel this morning, that word, faith coming by hearing. Hearing that means a springing forth, a new revelation is going to come, and the goodness of the Lord after you heard the word is going to bless your soul and baptize you, man, in the scriptures. The Bible says Jesus prayed to the Father about his disciples prior to his departure in the book of John, chapter 17, verse 17. He said, Father, you know, sanctify them with thy word, for thy word is truth. And so we thank the Lord this morning. Jesus wanted us to know the truth as he told his disciples in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 32. He said, my will is that you know the truth, and the truth make you free. Amen. And if the Son sets you free, then you're free indeed. Amen. And once we're free, it's for the purpose of freeing other 
moment that we're in right now, the loss, the back of the prodigal, and the immature and the mature. So we thank God that we lift up those different groups of people this morning, and we're just praying, amen, that God would save, that God would deliver, that God would rescue and restore. He's doing a new restoration, raising up a new culture, and he said it is the sons and daughters of this age that are more wise than the children of life. So we thank God for those 7,000 that have yet to answer the call, but we know they're coming because of his name is lifted up. He draws all men into him this morning. So we thank God for sending his only begotten son, Jesus, out of his love for the world. To die for us, amen, that many sons and daughters may be saved, amen, in Jesus' name, the only name by which men can be saved. So we lift up that name this morning above every name, and we bind the hand of the enemy right now. We forbid him to, 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 to speak today, amen, that he will be quiet, amen. All of the enemies of God bow down and be quiet this in the name of Jesus, all that the King of Glory may come in this morning and be heard this morning. Amen. What thus says the Lord, speak to us this morning, Lord, as we open up your word in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen. And very excited, feel ignited this morning. Amen. Feel the delight this morning. Feel the word is counting in my spirit right now in my mind right now, amen, in the name of Jesus. So we want to minister to you this morning, amen, so much going on, but uh, there was a word that uh, the Lord began to deal with me uh, yesterday evening as I was just studying and browsing over some things and thinking about uh, this morning, uh, you know, just making myself ready just in case, and sure enough, uh, it, it, the task is on me this morning, and so I will deliver, amen, every opportunity I get to talk about Jesus. I'm going to jump all over with everything that's in me. And so the word that he, he dropped in my spirit as I was just contemplating what would I say to the people of God this morning. And he began to address in my spirit about the times we're living in. And he said there are evil days, just like I said there would be. He said, but what are you going to do, man of God, when the days just turn evil? And, and uh, I said, well, Lord, I would like to do what you want us to do. And he said, well, I want you to redeem the time because the days are evil. And I said, Lord, how do I go about doing that? He said, just continue to walk circumspectly. Amen. By faith, and, and that word circumspectly, it just began to speak to me. And so, you know me, I like to go look at words. And he told me to be that word circumspectly. It kind of implies to be able to look around, to avoid the ungodly situations and circumstances, and to be very cautious uh, to take consideration of all circumstances and a desire to avoid mistakes and you know consequences. And he says, uh, if you are circumspect, you think carefully before doing or saying anything. Because the good quality in someone entrusted with responsibility, through sometimes, though sometimes, a boring amen, amen. And so that's kind of where I was at last night when I was thinking about that word. And, uh, and he said, you know, make sure you redeem the times because the days are evil. Uh, and so that is not an easy uh, past, amen, but when you're called by God and you understand you're called by God, it's no longer about your agenda, it's no longer about what you think about the responsibility now, kind of get rolled over into what is it that God is saying, what is it that God wants done, his will, think about Jesus in the book of Luke chapter 40, the last chapter there, chapter 24, when he went up, you know, to the Garden of Gethsemane, his favorite place of prayer and meditation, speaking the faith and will of God, took some people with them, amen, he took three, three of his closest compadres there with them, and as they were making their way to that garden, Jesus realized that, you know, they were concerned, they were, they were, they were a little bit weary, because he had been ministering to them and telling them that his time had come, and it was just about time for him to depart, and, you know, they, they were still pondering over that, thinking about that, what did he mean by that? And they still yet had not gravitated to understand that. And so as they got close to the place of prayer, uh, they began to grow weary and probably had a lot of questions about what was going on, what is this all about, which they had all had up to that point. And it's the same thing like today. So many unanswered questions out there. And I by no means know all the answers. <laughs> but I do know the voice of God when he, when he tells me, or speak to me like anybody else has got a relationship with him. What it is that you can do, that's what you do because that's what you should do. And when he began
talk about redeeming the times. And he said, you can't redeem the times without knowing my word. You can't redeem the times without understanding my perspective, what I have to say about it, because that's the only thing that matters and count in the end. And so I began to, to, to look, you know, to him, and he said, remember how I prayed up in the garden. I prayed to the Father that, Father, if it be thy will, take this, this bitter cup. In other words, take this particular responsibility away from me, you know. But nevertheless, Father, you know, not my will be done, but thy will be done. And so he accepted that, and right away he began to agonize, amen. He began to agonize because he realized it is time now for me to die for everybody, Lottie Dottie, also, even the ones who had persecuted him, even the ones that had scorned him, spat on him, that rejected him, didn't accept him, he even was, was, was knowing he was accepting that cup, that, that that was the bitterness of that cup because of how he had been hated, how he had been treated, and so if you think for one minute answering this call and responsibility is going to be an easy walk, you're going to have to deal with some tough circumstances and situations. I'm beginning to find that out as I grow and mature in Christ Jesus, that this is not an easy task. And so if you're looking for an easy path forward, I would tell you, man, to get out of the ship right now because you might not, you know, you might not make it. You know, I'm just being honest with you because these to be hot, be cold, don't be lukewarm. You can't fake this anymore to make this. You gotta be all in, all hands on deck. Because this is serious work right here. And amen. And so I've accepted the responsibility like many of you. That's why you're here. That's why you didn't think it robbery. And so let's kind of take a look at this word circumspectly and walk in it, live in it. That's the only way right now forward, I believe, for us, that we walk circumspectly based on uh, what that word really means in the Bible, as I just tried to articulate. Amen. Praise God. And so, you know, I was just jotting down some notes last night as I spoke with the Lord this morning. Amen. And uh, one of the things that I believe that's real, a big issue out there right now is how we deal with racism. Amen. And I taught on Tuesday night about racism uh, from my opinion and perspective as I defined the word and looked up the history behind the word. And that, that recording is out there. It's posted. If you want to go get it and listen to it, uh, I'm not going to repeat that, but I would advise you to do that. That was just my take on it uh, as I researched it. But what we're dealing with right now today, I believe, in my opinion, is the after effect of a lot of racial undertone and sentiments that are out there right now, justifiably so, I'm not targeting that argument, but there's still, while the discussion on racism remains such a deeply contentious uh, topic or discussion even today, and so it needs, it needs to be, amen, so everybody can put everything on the table, how they think, what they feel about it without, you know, anybody telling anybody you don't have a right to do that. Everybody's got that right, even though we may not never agree on everything. And that's just the reality. That's the way it is. But it's time to walk circumspectly, even in doing that. Uh, this also means, like I said, to take heed, to take action, and to make sure, amen, why? So God isn't just saying that you should walk circumspectly or maybe walk circumspectly if you are feeling do that, he's saying, make sure that you do walk circumspectly. It's instruction that he's given us to get us through these times, amen. And I want to draw your attention to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, is where I'm going to be ministering from this morning, uh, verses 15 through 21, amen. A lot of you probably, when, when you're trying to, I know this, this passage of scripture here, amen. And so it says, see then, these are the instructions. See then, okay, that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. No other reason to redeem the time right now because that's got to consume all of us. That's got to be our responsibility. Just like Jesus came and he stayed focused. He said, look, my, my meat is the always in the will of him that sent me. And a lot of the people that was with him, walking with him, helping him, supporting him, didn't really fully get what he was actually saying to them. In other words, they didn't hear in that uh, that conversation, discussion, that before this is over, I'm actually going to have to die for everything that I'm doing right now to, to bring, to, to uh, teach you and to show you and to set up my father's kingdom. They didn't get that out of what he was saying. Amen. But in the end, they, they were remembered, they remembered, man, exactly what he said he was going to do is what he did. 
in that purpose, knowing what it is, being willing to fulfill it. Amen. Knowing that we're not alone. If God is for us, He's more than the world against us. You know, it, it, it's His battle. Amen. He works through us. Amen. And that word redeem is an interesting word. You know, because when you look back in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 13, you see that word in action by our greatest example ever of how to redeem something. And that's through the life of Jesus Christ. But he had to become something in order to redeem something. Amen. Because we were in trouble. And I'm talking about humanity was in trouble. And they needed a redeemer. Amen. And so God sent his son Jesus to redeem man. Amen. Redeem man from work. What? Man had fell into so much bondage under the law, under the ritual, under the ceremonial stuff, under all that, that you know, that, that uh, had been set up, amen, as worship before God, as serving God, all ritual, ceremonial, based on the law of Moses and the teachings of the, of the, of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the elders. But that only came so far, it fell short, amen. So it had to be uh, something else because sin had caused man to fall short of the glory of God. And God understood that. And when the crowd, his people began to come up to him, God, who's a sovereign God and creator, hears the crowd, his people, and he answers them and shows them great and mighty things. That's just the love of the Father. So where the first man, Adam, had sinned against God and broke the relationship, God sent the second man, Adam, Jesus, to be a redeemer, to restore man, to reconcile man back to the relationship with the Father, which he's always desired to have and starts to individual level of intimacy with God. You got to come and seek him first as an individual, and then hopefully God will initially rightly join you together with a body of believers, amen, that we all may grow and each member supplies to the body that the body may edify itself in love, and we do that until we all come into the unity of the faith and into the knowledge of the Son of God, amen. That's the maturing growth process. As we're doing that, we're actually redeeming the time we're getting back, we're buying back. That's what it means, you know. We're buying back that time that was lost while we were operating in ignorance and unlearned and did not know. And that's everybody. That's a lot of daddy. Nobody's exempt from that. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what your status is. I'm going to educate you have. All of it starts right there. That's the grassroots where it starts. Amen. Salvation is the same for everybody. And Jesus' desire is that everybody be saved. That's why he accepted the responsibility and came to, 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 to buy back, to, to redeem us back through the blood of Jesus. And we're all been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. However, until you come into the knowledge of that, you know, you're not going to believe that, okay? And you have to, you know, be taught that. That's the truth that he's talking about. But he said, look, look at my example. I became sin for you. I became sin for you. I hung on that tree. I was cursed for you. Amen. So that I might redeem you. And you have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Sick and sin, the power, the dominion of anything out here in this world that we live in. He said, I came and redeemed you from it. In other words, now you don't have to please the flesh. You don't even have to please the law anymore because I came and fulfilled the law for you. But the thing that you have to do now is obey me. Okay? It's better to obey me. That's why Peter, when he was uh, reprieved from, from jail, he went out and and they said, did we not forbid you to continue to preach in his name? But see, when you have that relationship with him, what else are you going to do that matters? And Peter was driven. He was full of the Holy Ghost. He couldn't help himself. Even when he tried to deny man going and ministering to the Gentiles, you know, we don't want to have no contact with them, Lord. And the Lord told him to come down right off that, that rooftop, man, and he up there praying like it was his, 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 his custom to do, working on his personal relationship. But the Lord sent messages to him and said, you need to go down and go to Cornelius out. He need to hear the gospel. This man is down there, man, one of those children of, 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 of that age, the Gentile, giving arms because he had been so impressed with what he seen the Jews doing. Amen. And he wanted to, you know, he, he loved that. He liked that. He saw how they worshiped their God because it was first to the Jews and then later to the Gentiles. And so the Lord recognized that about him. Remember what he said in the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 26. He said the children of this age are more wiser than the children of life. He was including Cornelius' family, all the Gentiles that were seeking the gospel next because the Jews had rejected it. In other words, on the great man, everybody can be redeemed. No respect to person, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, what your situation, the circumstance. He died for everybody. Jesus died for all to be saved. 
favor at least have the opportunity. And so we see here, man, he's saying, you know, I'm the redeemer and I've saved you, amen, to redeem the times. I'm the redeemer of souls, but I need you to redeem the time. In other words, preach the gospel in season and out of season. Tell them about me. I'm the Savior. I'm the only name, according to the book of Acts chapter 4, uh, verse 12, by which men can be saved. There's no other name, amen. And so that's our job is to redeem the times that we're living in. Amen. Try to buy it back. How can we do that, Pastor? Not with money, not with education, not with government, you know, not with religion. Amen. Not just fixing the economy. All those things are good to help us in this world. But to redeem the time, man, by telling the people what thus say the Lord so that they don't forget why. Because the Lord Jesus is watching over his word to perform that word, to bring that to pass. Amen. And so that's how we're going to do it because of the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 11, says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth that will not return forward and so they take care of the purpose which God sent it. And we know in the book of Psalms, chapter 107, verse 20, God sent his word, amen, to heal our disease and to rescue us from destruction. I love that, to heal our disease. That was not just physical, amen. That Look back at Second Chronicles 7 and 14. He says, and I will heal the land. In other words, there's darkness and gross darkness. There's all kinds of uh, uh, heresy, you know, politics, all this thing going on, hatred, bigotry, lying, all this going on out there, man, in the world that needs to be healed. And so he wasn't just talking about, uh, you know, physical. He was talking about spiritual, emotional, financially, economically, any type of sickness that out there that's causing God's people to suffer, you know, to, 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 you know, to uh, conflicted by it, you know, pressured by it, oppressed, depressed. God wants to heal that, amen. And so that's why he sent the word, amen, to do all of those things. And so as we see here, he says, because the days are evil. That's the number one reason right there that we should walk uh, cautiously, considering everything. Wherefore, he says, be ye not unwise, be ye not unwise, but be wise as a serpent, amen. Because as we're walking, cautious, watching everything, looking around, paying attention, we know that God promised in his word that I would take the foolish things of this world and confine the wise. Not those who walk unwise, but those who are wise, who walk in circumspectly. Not drunk, you know, but sober-minded, watching everything going on around us. Wow, we're looking for opportunity to redeem the time. Amen. A place where we can plug in the word. A place where we can declare the victory. A place where we can witness. We're looking for that. That's the wisdom that he's talking about. He said, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, understanding what the will of the Lord is, his will is that men repent and be saved. That's his will. Amen. That's what Jesus came to do, to teach, instruct, and show, and reveal, and make known the will of the Father. He said, and so my need is always to do the will of the Father. I came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's, that's his will. He wants the people to know. He wants the relationship that Adam broke through sin to be restored back to the Father. And I'm that bridge. I'm that way. I'm that truth. I'm that light, says Jesus. And no man can come to the Father except through me. And the only way you can come through me is you have to be born again of the Spirit and of, you know, of the Spirit of God being born from above. Not only naturally, but spiritually. Amen. And so he, 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 he stands, uh, you know, that's the will of the Lord. And he says, and be not drunk with wine. Be not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. Some people try to drink away their problems, try to drink away their unsatisfaction. They try to do drugs. They try to snort cocaine. They try to do medicine. They try to do all these things, which is the same problem that we've always seen, man, struggling with. If you look all the way back to the day of Noah, same situation, partying, drinking, living up, giving in marriage. And here in Noah, not only Noah, his grandfather, his great-grandfather, all of them had been preaching the gospel and being ignored, amen, because that day came suddenly and uh, and uh, demised all of them because they were doing it in excess, ignoring God, ignoring the man of God and the word of God, who was just trying to fulfill his responsibilities for the Lord. And he goes on to say, but be filled with the Spirit. That's the key right there, but be filled with the Spirit. And in my Bible here, it's talking about capital God's spirit and not human spirit as we learned the other day from Paul's teaching in the book of Acts chapter 
that understand that about yourself is that when you're trying to do good, there is that little little spirit, that human spirit, that human nature that's warring against you, man, trying to pull you away to another way of doing things. But he said, in order to not fall into that trap, to be enticed by that, you got to be full of the spirit. And just like Jesus before he went into the wilderness to face Satan, my God, the Bible says that he was baptized by John for doing everything that that was supposed to be fulfilled by, by man to, to, to please God, to get your food from God. Jesus went through that as the Son of Man. And at the end, he was baptized, and that finished everything right there, that he went through everything that we were going to be subject to. So there would be no question that if people look to him and say he's fulfilled every bit of the law, amen, he's right now. Right after that happened or during the process, something happened from heaven. The, 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 the sky opened. And a dove-like figure being symbolized in the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. And the Father spoke in that instance and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased, you know. And bam, the Holy Ghost came on him in such a way, Jesus, about the water man. And right away, the Bible said, immediately, he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Ghost, but he was full of power. In other words, he had been filled up with the Spirit enough now as he fasted to be led into the wilderness, not just go out there, but dead out there. Amen. He was sent to the wilderness by the Father. Amen. Fasting for 40 days. Ready for everything because he had been prepared. Amen. He had been prepared. He had been learning the word. He even taught the word as a young as a young child. Now it was his hour. Now it was his time to go and face faith, man. Face to face. And I love how he faced them. He said, it is rich that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of Almighty God. Look at the Holy Ghost bringing back to his remembrance what he had been learning for all them years. Three and a half years of ministry just got launched. Thirty years, man, of preparation. And bam, the first thing comes out of his mouth is what he had readily obeyed, which was the word of God. Amen. And so he was he was, he was being led. Amen. Holy Ghost bringing it back. His memory was, was blessed, just like ours is going to be blessed as he was led. Amen. It says, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melodies in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. One of the hardest things to do, man, is to submit yourself to people, man, to one another. Amen. It sounds easy, but it's not easy. Amen. And the reason is, is because we all have our own uh, rights our own opinions about things. A lot of times, you know, we don't have to agree, but we have to respect each other's opinion. Everybody's entitled to one. You want people to respect yours, but you have to learn to respect theirs. You don't have to agree. Amen. You do not have to agree. Nobody agreed with Jesus right away. Now, matter of fact, he said, in the world you live in, you're going to have problems with people. Stephen said, your folks sometimes going to be of your own household, but you can't get caught up in that. You cannot get caught up in that. That's not where your greatest work of your responsibility is going to be done is getting caught up in all of that but you have to understand that and you have to respect that amen and you don't immediately you will lose focus of what you're supposed to be doing i love that about jesus he was so full and so led so driven is that he dealt with every situation circumstance that he was going through the wilderness understand now what was his destination he had to get to that temple where he grew up at he had to get to, to that place where he grew up at he had to get back to that place because there were family there, there were people there that, you know, hadn't seen him since he was a little child, since he was a carpenter's son. Now he's grown, now he's matured, you know, now he, you know, he, 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 he's sold out to the, to the mission that God has. He's accepted responsibility, but he wants to go back there because he knew that the book that they went by that was read every time they gathered, he knew that if he could get there and get that book from the minister, he knew exactly where the Holy Spirit was going to lead him to turn to so that now he could minister the prophecy that had been prophesied 2,750 years by Isaiah before he ever came. You know, they knew him as that young child, but now they're getting ready to know him, man, <laughs> as the Redeemer. Amen. And he's getting ready to go there, being led there, and take that book and open that book and turn to where it's written. And we read that in the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 18, and read where it's written that, you know, that, you know, the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Remember, that's what he, he was full. That's what got him through Amen. That's how we're going to redeem the time. That's how we're going to walk circles. Okay. Learning to live with people's differences. That's the tough.
with people's differences. That's what circumspectly means, learning to live. Jesus had to learn to live that he might redeem people, that he may win people to him. He had to learn to live with their differences. Now, everybody else can lead a different struggle because they didn't even want to walk down the road to Samaria. They wanted to go around. They wanted to avoid those people. Remember Peter? Peter didn't want to go. He said, I can't go mess with them unclean Gentiles. But when the Lord you know, calls you and you accept that responsibility, you have to walk circumspect. You know, you don't have to go do what they do. But Paul said, I became as they were that I might win some through Christ. Amen. That's how you redeem the time because the days are evil. And so you have to learn how to deal with, uh, you know, with people that are different. Amen. Amen. Because uh, there were thugs on both sides of this situation. There were thugs in the Jewish ranks. There were thugs in the Gentile ranks. Just like we have today, there are thugs on both sides of what's going on in life right now. But the, the, the world is a lot bigger than just those two sides of the argument. There's, there's, there's thousands of issues out there, you know, thousands of issues out there that affect everybody differently. Amen. And so we have to be able to deal with those differences that we might win some. Amen. Uh, more conversation, uh, you know, and less anger. We need more conversation and less anger. I'll say for us, we need more witness than, amen, than debate. Amen? Because that's what God has called us to be. I love Jesus, how he stayed focused. Even when he met the woman at the well that had been avoided by so-called leaders in the city, they didn't want to have nothing to do with him, no contact. Jesus just walked up there. The disciples are trying to brush her off. They're trying to tell her, why bother, why are you bothering him? Go, 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 go away. Get your bucket and go back to where you came from. And Jesus sent them away. I love that strategy. He sent them away. Just like when he went up in the garden that night before he was, he was to be crucified, he understood that this was his solitary moment, okay? The defining moment for him to solidify what his responsibility was. So he told them to go over there, wait, pray. You know, in other words, sometimes you have to leave things behind to go through the will of God. And so he told them to just go over there, watch and pray for one hour and he went on a little bit further and down and began to pray until he agonized over the problem, agonized over people that needed to be redeemed because there was so much evil that they were dealing with and they did not have a clue, you know, until his, the Bible said it was like, you know, the veins in his head, man, was like about to pop with sweat and blood, he agonized amen, because that was his hour but again, the overriding responsibility was I've accepted this same Father, so if it be your will now, take this bitter cup and nevertheless not my will, but that will be done. And so, you know, he was having this conversation with the Father. He wasn't angry about it. He accepted it because, you know, anger, let me tell you about anger. If anger is not put in check, anger can then lead to sin. And we know that the scripture said the way to sin is death, but the gift of God is, is, is eternal life. Be angry, but do not sin. Amen. So Jesus was, was, was not angry. He just agonized. He understood the weight of what he was about to do. Okay? And when anger leads to sin, nobody wins. Nobody wins. By redeeming the time, you're making the most of every opportunity. That's what's taking place. We're making the most of every opportunity. That's what's taking place. We're making the best of every opportunity that's presented to us. We make the most of every opportunity by understanding what is God's will in this situation. That's the key right there. Not my will, but God, what is your will? Keep focused on that. Keep pressing toward that. To do that sometimes, you got to forget about some things that are behind you. What things are behind me? Jesus had to forget about how he had been treated. He had to block that out. He had to forget about all that, the stuff that he had went through, all of the hate that he had endured. He had to forget about that. All of the friends that had denied him, like Peter and others who had forsaken him. He now has three people with him at this critical moment. They're thinking about sleeping, man, because the, they don't see the big picture. They're not, you know, figuring out, man, all that he had told them was going to happen. And now he's in that final hour. He still was kind of like, you know, you know, disconnected to what he had been saying. Amen. But he was still showing them that it comes down to sometimes a solitary responsibility well, you have to just go a little bit further, man, and do what it is that does say the Lord. And so he's teaching them through his personal example, man. Don't lose focus. Remember, redeem the time because the days are evil. Don't let all these, these side, uh, side effects come in, man, and distract you because you'll quickly lose focus. Amen. And that can be a, 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 a 
but it should be a win-win for everybody because that's what Jesus came to do, die for everybody. And so he's saying just be very careful about understanding the will of the Father. Then he goes on to say, amen, that, you know, by rejecting drunkenness, look at what he says in verse 18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So he's telling you right there, man, don't be rejoicing in drunkenness. And it's not just wine sometimes. Sometimes it's just, it's just drunk and, 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 and dumb, you know. You just, sometimes you can just get so, uh, so uh, you know, so, uh, you know, uh, filled up with stuff, you know, opinions and, and, and attitudes and, and flesh, you know, get so filled up with that until it turns into a way that seems right. But we know the end thereof, uh, you know, leads to the way of destruction. You know, you know, there's some, there are some people, you know, man, young kids sometimes, depending on how they grow up, they'll leave, you know, their home thinking they're grown, they'll go out here, man, and get joined into a gang and get hooked up with some group of people, man, and they think that that's the right way for them and because they reach out to them and they love them and now you've got men and women, boys and girls doing that because they're all looking for something. And before you know it, man, they become addicted to it. They think that's the right way because in that situation they find love. They find love, which, which is what they think is love, but it's really acceptance because if everybody in that group, man, has got the same problem and the same struggle, it's easy to grab a, gravitate to it, and it can easily pull you away and suck you away, man, from the will of God. You know, it happens all the time. Be careful of different movements sometimes, you know. Be careful how you just go join on, sign on to a lot of stuff. Remember, God wants us as believers to redeem the time because the days are evil. Those are some of the evils out there, man. They go to and fro as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's very busy. He's very cunning. He's very crafty. So we have to be wise, not unwise, but wise as a serpent. Amen. And you can only be wise as you are understanding the will of God. You know, that's the key. Get wisdom. God will give it to you liberally. But in all you're getting, get understanding. Our application is key. We want win-win. We want everything that God give us in, 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 in the way of knowledge and wisdom to be able to end in a win-win for everybody. You know, lost souls, backslides, prodigal sons and daughters, okay, immature and mature, all right. That's what Jesus came to do, die for all, amen. And he left us here, man, as a remnant. He's called out, he's consecrated, he's separated, he's set apart, one that God has approved by, by sealing us, filling us, healing us, giving us the victory through the Holy Spirit, that spirit of truth, that paraclete that walks alongside of us, the third person of God is as well bring everything that Jesus taught back to our remembrance and teaches and shows us things to come. Amen. So that we might continue to walk in the victory and not only walk in the victory, but fight from the position of victory, knowing that we know that we know, knowing the truth. Amen. No greater foundation that can be laid. Building on that foundation that the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Preaching and teaching that sound doctrine. Amen. That sound doctrine that ain't going to come back for it. That sound doctrine that was taught originally and initially by the apostles and the prophets. I'm talking about the real ones, okay? The real ones, the major prophets, the minor prophets that taught where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, whereas if he don't build the house, anybody that labor to build it, they labor in vain, according to the book of Psalms, chapter 127, verses 1 through 3, you know. And so this is what Jesus is saying. I want it to be win-win for everybody. He said rejecting drunkenness, anything that caused you, man, to act in any other way, drunkenness, okay? He says being filled with the Spirit. That's the key. Being filled with the Spirit. Amen. Not the other enticing things of this world. Singing in the Spirit. I love to sing in the Spirit, man. Love to sing in the Spirit. You know, that's how you get through it. He says being thankful and praying in the Spirit. Being thankful and praying in the Spirit. Amen. Because it could be worse than what it is. And here's the one that I love. Being submissive and responsible. Okay? Or respectful to the you know, being submissive, hard to do, man. You know, submitting yourself one to the other. And this is what I believe that God is calling for, amen. That we walk circumspectly, amen. Walk circumspectly, you know, walking circumspectly, amen. Meaning what, Pastor? You know, that, you know, we look around, we avoid the ungodly situations and circumstances and even sometimes people, okay, uh, being very cautious, okay, taking consideration or making consideration 
having a desire to avoid, not waiting to avoid, but having that desire, even when you go out today, even when you, you know, just going about your day-to-day routine, always keep in mind that you can always avoid situations and circumstances. I remember many, many situations right after I got saved where I was so full of, of, of desire to want to go out and share what had happened in my life with people. Until sometimes, man, I didn't see all the warning signs or the danger signs. I was just four feet ahead. I wanted the whole world to be safe. I wanted them to know that I was safe. I wanted them to know that I had spoken tongues and I had been filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, I was on fire, you know. But I wasn't being very wise about it, you know, because, you know, as a male, as, as, a, as a male, at the time I was, you know, was a young male, married, family man, you know, I wasn't thinking about how people out there in the world might view you going out with it as a man, you know. And sometimes it was, single female, sometimes it was husband and wife, sometimes it was just a, a, a guy, you know, but I just wanted to witness, I just wanted to tell people. And the Lord began to speak to me one time on a, in a situation where I thought the person, man, was interested in the gospel, they were interested in me. And I had to physically get up and run, get away from the situation, just broke away from it, didn't, didn't, didn't try to explain nothing, I just left, you know, and never looked back. And that's when my eyes open about being wise, not unwise, but being wise, okay, and from that time right there, man, I said, that's, the, that's the last, first time and last time I ever put myself in that kind of situation, nothing happened, but it was just a, a, a moment of maturity for me to know that it's dangerous, man, to try to go out there by yourself, especially if you're a married man or a married woman, you know, because you got all them spirits out there, man, that, you know, that's out there, in people, influence people, you know, spirit of love. Lust of the eye, you know, pride of life, lust of the flesh. Those things are out there, man, you know what I'm saying? So you really have to walk circumspectly as you go about, not as food, you know. And so, you know, and so sometimes you have to avoid those circumstances and situations, and you should desire to avoid them uh, because they cause mistakes. They, they generate and produce and result in consequences that you'll regret later. You don't want to do nothing where the ministry get blamed. You don't want to do nothing where the ministry get blamed or put to shame. Not even your, your, your testimony get blown away, you know. And sometimes people will accuse you of things that are always going to be accusations that didn't really happen. But you have to understand that spirit will tell a lie. That spirit, man, will always try to defend itself, you know. And what happens then is the testimony is blown up, you know. So somebody's looking at you and saying, why did you go there by yourself? They're not going to understand, you know, your passion at that time kind of hard and difficult, you know, to submit yourself at that time because you want to defend yourself, you know, but just doing your responsibility. And so you just have to be wise and walk circumspect. And it says, if you are uh, uh, circumspect, you think carefully before doing or saying anything of good quality for someone to have if you're going to be entrusted with the responsibility, uh, even though sometimes it's boring and sometimes your friends don't understand. I see Jesus, man, and it's as he walked, you know, up that sacred place where he was going to pray, which he was very familiar with. Now, the people he took with him, they only knew he went to that place all the time. They hadn't really been to that place. They hadn't really got in that place like he was in that place. They didn't They didn't use that place like he used that place. But he used that place, man, to go talk to the Father. We got to have a place in the time like this morning where we come together every morning, where we come together on Wednesday night and Thursday night where we can actually conversate with each other as we all together corporately conversate with the Lord. We're talking to him right now. We're putting him in remembrance of what he said in hopes that we will be able to leave this line and go forth redeeming the time, walking circumspectly, not as fools, not as unwise, but wise and circumspectly because we have heard the wisdom of God. This is the word of wisdom this morning to us, and it's instructive, but it also has to be intuitive. You know, it's got to stick with us with us like, like glue, you know, because we're going to need it. Why? Because the days are evil. There's circumstances and situations that we're confronted with right now, and we got to make decisions, okay? We got to be responsible. We got to answer the call of God. Amen. Why? So that it's win-win for everybody, not only me, but win-win for everybody. Jesus died for all. He didn't die for some. He died for all. someone if you don't know them 
and are unwilling to identify with them. That was not the case with Jesus. Even he had to deal with Satan. You know, he even told him, you too going to worship the Lord. Get thee behind me, Satan. You know, he handled the situation. We have to handle the situation. Jesus Christ and no one else is our way. He is the Redeemer. And we ought to be declaring, I am the Redeemer, the Lord, and I will say so. So, Father, we thank you this morning and praise you this morning for your word. We understand our responsibility. We understand what it is now to walk circumspectly, looking around, considering all circumstances and situations. God, looking for opportunity that we may be able to let our light shine, that many women may see our good works, and they too will glorify our Father, which is in heaven. So we look to you this morning, God, to give us guidance. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to be guided and direct us right now. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to just have your way as you walk alongside of us as a parable. We're praying for all those out there that have heard this word today. We're praying that right now, Lord, that they will have wisdom and they will understand. They will not be drunk, oh, Lord God, from, from wine. But, Lord God, they will be wise as serpents, oh, Lord God, not unwise, oh, God, walking circumspectly, not as fools. If they go from this line today, wherever this is being heard, wherever this is being listened to right now, because, Lord, these are evil days and the times need to be redeemed. I pray that even now this word that it went forth was sanctified. Your hearers out there today, Lord God, sanctify them, consecrate them, separate them, set them apart for your sacred purpose. Meet for the master youth. I pray now in the name of Jesus that some lost soul is being saved today because of hearing your word. I pray today that some backside is saying, I'm going back, get back in a relationship with God and renew that relationship that I might be used by him and fulfill my God-given purpose and my calling. I'm praying right now as we call back. Lord God, to the first love, the fathers, the sons, and daughters that have drifted away, Lord God, further than they intended when they left, Lord God, the care of their mother and their father. And God said, in, in the name of Jesus, we're just praying that even right now they'll put their lives on pause long enough to make an intelligent decision that I'm going back to my father's house. And Father, we just thank you, praise you. We know they're welcome right now to return back. We're even praying that the word that went forth today, God, has called some immature person to reconsider, Lord God, right now, Lord God, and Father, that they are designed right now to send still milk of the word, more of the word, that they may move on from milk, and they may be able to hold down strong meat. So we give it the praise, the glory, and the honor right now, God. We even praying for the mature who act in immature ways, that even right now, God, they will realize, their eyes will come open, that they will realize, God, this is not a time to be sleeping on the job, but this is a time to accept responsibility. As you told those disciples, could you not wait right here and carry one hour and pray while I go over there and continue to pray, amen, and seek the will of my Father and agonize right now in the name of Jesus for all souls, because I'm about to die for everybody. And so, Father, we thank you and praise you that through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we all now have a win-win situation as we continue to spread and share the good news of the gospel on these 45 and, 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 and plus crap, uh, uh, podcast platforms. And even all those out there are listening and hearing us right now, even the clergy out there, even the leaders out there that are listening right now, God, I pray that they did not hear me, the man, but I pray that they hear, heard the word of the Lord, oh God, from the man, God, not me, but the message, oh God, and not me, God, as the messenger, but the one God is on the inside that's teaching right now, the Holy Ghost, Lord God, pushing forth your word, giving birth to your word, Lord God, as you gave it to me, God, I've given it to your people now, and you said it's your word that they should hear, God, that faith cometh by hearing the word of God, Lord God. And, Father, you said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus that someone, God, has received faith today to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and that they want to be saved and they just call on your name right now, God. You said anyone who calls on you, God, they shall be saved, Lord God. And so we're praying right now, God, that's not that's anybody, Father. Black, white, brown, it doesn't matter, Father God. You said if anybody just call on you, if they would just come to you and believe, Lord God, in the name of your son Jesus, they shall be saved. If they would just confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, they shall be saved. So we thank you right now. But with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. But with the mouth, with the lips, God, confession is made unto salvation. We thank and praise you right now that somebody's repenting right now, Lord God, and wanting to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that they may be saved and forgiven of their sins, oh Lord God. It's just a promise that you made to us, not only us, but to our children and Many, Lord God, as the Lord our God shall call. So we thank you now. We lift up your name. You're drawing many women from all around the world that's hearing this message this morning because your word cannot return to you, Lord. And Father, we've made an attempt and an effort to put you in remembrance of what you said in your word. You gave us these instructions, God. Now we have done your will, and we thank you now for the increase. We thank you now that the seed has been sown. We thank you now 
as the word has been given, the instructions, oh God, have been, have been published this morning. And so we thank you for the return on it right now. We thank you that the times have been redeemed. We thank you, Lord God, that souls have been brought back because they've heard your word this morning. May the witness of the Father continue to go forth, oh God, in this dark and desolate hour generation that we're living in right now. Raise up voices, oh Lord God. Bring those wives and the sons and daughters that are out there right now that are more wise, oh God, than the children of light right now. Use them. Fill them with your spirit. Fill them. Heal them. And put the victory in them, Lord God, that they may go forth, Lord God, and win souls for such a time as this. We thank you right now, Lord God, for the activation of the 7,000 witnesses that you say you have positioned right now around the world that can answer the call anytime, Lord God. You even got rock standing by to cry out, God, to make songs and melodies in their hearts with thanksgiving to you, God. But Father, today in the name of Jesus, we will go forth and declare, God, the word of the Lord, Lord God, to this lost and desolate world right now. We give it the praise. We give it the glory. We give it the honor, Lord God. Help us, Holy Ghost, now to walk in the word of God, to walk in the power and leading and guiding of the Holy Ghost that we might redeem this time that we're living in right now because the days are evil. And, Father, we give you all the praise and glory. Now, we bind the hand of the enemy right now. Everything, God, that you did not send or order to happen, we bind it right now, God, and we speak the victory right now. In Jesus' name, we declare it in Jesus' name. By the blood of Jesus, Lord God, the victory has been won. And we thank and praise you right now that the word of God falls on good ground. We declare today to be a day of salvation. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 